When you partner with Axon, you immediately gain access to a full range of products and solutions designed to meet the complex needs of today's grower. We carry all major brands and sizes of tires and wheels. We specialize in large diameter wheels for large equipment. We have one of the largest OEM replacement wheel inventories in North America. Known for extreme flotation setups, duals, and triples, we have wheels for all makes and models of tractors, sprayers, combines, and grain carts. If we don't have the wheel in stock, we'll custom build, sandblast, and paint in-house. There isn't a more vast inventory in North America dedicated to helping dealers move more iron. With facilities on the West Coast and in the heart of the Midwest, leverage our 230,000 square feet of indoor inventory to solve any problem a grower may have. Move more iron with Axon. Hello and welcome to Moving Iron Podcast. This edition of the Moving Iron Podcast is brought to you by these great sponsors. Axon started out of a passion for keeping agriculture moving. Imagine having 100 years of tire and wheel knowledge in your back pocket the next time you sell a piece of ag equipment. To find more or become an Axon dealer, please visit axontire.com. Valley Transportation has been hauling ag and construction equipment across the country for the past 33 years. Call Parker at 800-657-4910 for all your trucking needs. At Valley Transportation, our goal is to help you reach yours. No matter how you buy your ag equipment, whether it's from a dealer, an auction, or a private party, Ag Direct can help you finance it. You can even apply online to agdirect.com. Learn more about your financing options at agdirect.com. TractorZoom has access to over $20 billion in heavy equipment sales data. TractorZoom's Iron Comps is the industry's trusted solution for transparent equipment values and auctionable pricing insights. This podcast is brought to you by Anvil AppWorks. The Dealer Connect CRMI app with integrated inventory management is an affordable Salesforce-based solution for your dealership. Create connected customer experience and transform how you work. Moving iron in the 21st century. Hardworking people working hard for you and me. Moving iron time and time again. Through the years you'll find us here. Hello and welcome to Moving Iron Podcast Markets with Sean Hackett. This edition of the Moving Iron Podcast is brought to you by Axon Tire, helping dealers move more iron for the past 100 years. For more information, go to axontire.com. Axon Tire has got a couple great gifts to give away to the loyal listeners of the Moving Iron Podcast. One is an Axon, an, an Axon, an Alliance flashlight and a ball cap. If you want one of those, send an email to Moving Iron Podcast or no, send an email to marketing at axontire.com. If you want a $50 discount on the upcoming Moving Iron Summit, send an email to Moving Iron Podcast at movingironpodcast.com or go over to the Moving Iron Podcast website and just sign up and we'll get that discount. Valley Transportation has been hauling ag construction equipment across the country for the past 33 years. Call Parker at 800-657-4910 for all your trekking needs. At Valley Transportation, our goal is to help you reach yours. Powered by farm equipment, powered by farm credit, AgDirect is built for today's agriculture. Simple application, quick responses, competitive rates, and generous, flexible terms. AgDirect offers buy, lease, and refinance options for almost all types of new and used equipment. Non-recourse and timely funding back to your dealership, plus Incentives to incentives no other ag equipment lender works like AgDirect. Learn more by calling your AgDirect territory manager at 888-525-9805 or visit agdirect.com. 
TractorZoom has access to over $20 billion in heavy equipment sales data. TractorZoom's Iron Comps is the industry's trusted solution for transparent equipment values and optional pricing insights. This podcast is brought to you by Anvil AppWorks, the direct their dealer connect CRMI app with integrated inventory management is an affordable Salesforce-based solution for your dealership. Create connected customer experience to transform how you work today. Iron Solutions, powered by Randall Riley, is also a great sponsor of Moving Iron Podcast. So I have Sean Hackett here from Hackett Financial out of Boca Raton, Florida. Sean, how are you doing this morning, man? I'm doing great, Casey. Never better. Never, Never better. better. So before everybody takes their money out of the bank, we need to talk about how they're going to spend it on food. So it's <laughs> um, like looks like we've got got a few things going on there that can sway the market a little bit here and there. So um, Russia did come back in and agree to another sixty day extension of the Black Sea uh, corridor with uh, Ukraine, so they can get grain out of there. I guess kind of seems like the market kind of hard. You had that built in there and weren't expecting anything crazy. Several weeks ago, we talked about this in your show that when the China came out and said, you know, we're, we're cozy with Russia, what we say Russia says, and they said the corridor deal will remain open. That was it. Grains, the corn market and the wheat market reacted violently downward after that white paper and that announcement um, already factoring in that this was a done deal, which it is. Yeah. So, uh, already factored in. It's not a, not really a, a factor anymore. The real question is, um, <clears throat> you know, in terms of the Ukraine situation, the rending stocks are now gone. All they have left is what they produce, and what they produce is going to be, you know, something thirty to fifty percent below peak production, and that's going to be the ongoing uh, production going forward. And when you look at the Russia production, Casey, you know, everyone knows last year they had a very very large wheat crop, which they've been selling this year. To raise capital for the war, yep. which has been one of the things that's been a little bearish here for grains, especially for wheat. Um, but if you look at the projection for their crop this coming cycle, because the weather's been less uh, accommodative, I think you know if you look at the estimates, last year's crop was ninety-five to hundred million metric tons. We're looking at somewhere between 80, 85 uh, on this crop. So we're looking at almost you know <clears throat> kind of a fifteen to twenty percent lower crop. For their upcoming winter wheat crop that they're going to be harvesting here in June versus last year, at a time that we know now that Ukraine's ending stocks are gone and they're only going to have 30% less production from a couple of years ago to sell. So, so we're at we're at peak Russia-Ukraine available exportable supplies right now, meaning we're at peak sales. Um, from from this point forward, those sales start to fall off and they will not rebound. Uh, again to this level again so this this, we're we're, we're applying maximum export pressure on global wheat and corn prices right now based upon this scenario um and 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 it's one of the reasons that we have been you know warning about a bearish period for grains especially for corn heading into april but um, but we think that you know we've priced almost all of this in casey and now 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 we morph into Mother Nature, Mother Nature, and Mother Nature. Yeah, there's been a lot of talk about Mother Nature here lately. <laughs> but that I mean, we're moving into it now. Now it's all about weather. All right, yeah. we, we we've got that squared away. <clears throat> um, now we need to figure out what kind of a you know what 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 kind of a spring weather we're going to have for all the winter wheat areas, um, and what kind of growing season we're going to have for the northern hemisphere in the growing season and so you know obviously we're just getting started with that if we're correct we're going to have a a good start um 
and with good moisture and, 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 you know, everyone's going to be projecting record crops heading into April. That means more pressure on grain markets, especially corn and soybeans heading into April. But we think we're going to start to morph back into a drought pattern as we move into May onward, especially the central Eastern grain belt. And that means we need to put weather premium back on in a hurry. Because when I look at, despite all the uh, available sales coming out of Russia, Ukraine, Casey, what, um, uh, you know, what everyone has to really understand beyond that, the actual stocks relative to usage, relative to demand in exporting countries, which includes Russia, Ukraine, is at the lowest level in 35 years. Um, and that's assuming, you know, everything kind of goes okay this spring. Okay. Meaning that the available stocks relative demand in exporting countries in wheat is at the 35-year low if everything goes well this spring. Now, we're getting front-end lo- front loading sales, as we just said, from Yushri Ukraine because of big crop last year and wanting to fund the war. But that reality isn't going away. And if things turn out just a little bit less than ideal for this spring, and all of a sudden we see the Russian exports slow down, which we're going to see, then everything changes in a hurry. Uh, and I don't know, you know, I, I, I can't predict geopolitics. I don't know how to do that, but geopolitics can, can, can surface at any moment, uh, and create, we just saw how quickly a bank that was viewed as being one of the best banks in the country can go from that state to zero in three days. Yeah. Um, just like that. And so everyone is thinking geopolitics are off the table, but within three days, we can go from everything's perfectly fine. We're not worried about a thing to all hell's going to break loose again. And I mean, you know, I don't know. I'm not projecting that's going to happen this week. I just think we just don't know. But I have a sneaky suspicion um, geopolitics is going to surface again this year. And when it does, and we have zero geopolitical premium in our grain markets, um, and you throw in some, and you throw in potential from Mother Nature to be involved. There's some upside price volatility once we get to the spread to the April lows. Uh, I think there's some significant upside volatility risk that livestock producers want to protect against or to buy cash feed against, and that producers who have aggressively sold their crops at the higher prices, you know, might want to consider counter hedging in case they're the ones that wind up with the short crop and they wind up selling more of their crop than they actually have to sell, which you never want to be in the position of having to buy corn in the open market at $8, um, you know, when you sold it for six. Yeah. Yep. No, that's a good point. So uh, CPI report comes out today. Um, It came out. It came out. It's out. Okay. So it's out today. Um, 6% uh, as expected down further. Um, The numbers keep coming down. The bottom line is the numbers keep coming down. They're going to keep coming down, especially now with this this banking thing. I mean, to me, it happened because somebody decided to pull their money out. That's fine. But now it's every single bank is saying, well, this better not happen to me. So with this now, I and mean, we already know that when you have an inverted yield curve, the um, uh, loan standards tighten, the amount of loans be- that become available tighten. But now there's no bank that's going to give a loan to anybody right now. Nobody. Everyone's going to be pulling in the horns saying loan department, go on vacation. 
We're not doing anything. We're building up our reserves. We're going to be safe. We're going to make sure we don't get, we don't become SVB. And so, you know, when you have an indebted economy like the U S that all our growth is driven on credit growth and that credit contracts as it's clearly going to do now, inflation is going to continue to fall at a faster rate going forward. Once you get the banking crisis, once you trigger that banking crisis, anytime we've ever seen that, the inflation rate now accelerates because all the loans get pulled and everybody says, holy shoot, I, I thought I thought I was going to have that $5 million loan. I don't have it now. What do I now? I got to pull in my horns. So uh, that's going to continue to be a feature for the rest of the year, in my opinion, is the inflation rate is going to keep coming down. A lot of speculation that the Fed is still going to raise rates next week a quarter point because they said they were going to do it just a few days ago right? <laughs> in front of Congress just a few days ago. They said everything was great, never better. And we're going to keep doing it. And of course, as it goes down and we have a bank run on the, on the, on the U S banking system, but everyone still believes that they're probably still going to do it because they said they were going to do it. And they have to, it's like the Chinese, they have to save face. They say that you know, we're not, we can't back out now. Can't stop now. I can't stop now. We, we, we got to still do it. So it looks like they're still going to do it next week, even though they shouldn't do it. But that'll be it. Yep. All the interest rates on the two-year, the five-year, the 10-year, 20-year, 30-year bonds, the interest rates have just crashed here in the last uh, couple of days on all of this. Um, so, you, you know, at the end of the day, the Fed has to follow the, the, the Treasury market. And so the bad news is that all this happened. The good news is that it ends the, the tightening cycle. Tightening cycle is over. Um, it's over. And, and now it's just a question of, uh, you know, when do we start seeing money printing and lower rates again? Because it's going to come. You know, but I mean, this this effectively ends the tightening cycle. And uh, and, and asset markets, uh, once we get to the end of a tightening cycle, the asset markets like stocks and commodities, you know, that's when they start to shift gears from a, a, a deflationary cycle back into an inflationary cycle. So what happens, Casey, is the economy looks awful, terrible. It's depression. But the stock market and commodity markets are going up because they're anticipating what's coming a year from now and mm -hmm. a year and a half from now. So if you remember, you know, commodities took off in 2020 yep. and so did stocks, yep. but it was awful. But then, to, but of course, 2021, things looked great, but the market was anticipating that. In 08, 09, I remember stocks and commodities took off in 09 and things were just awful. But it was anticipating 2010, which was the economy started to rip again because of everything that happened. So you have to you have to you have to disassociate yourself from the current conditions to what the market's going to do. The market has been falling, stocks and commodities been falling for over a year, despite overall pretty decent economic conditions. Um, and now they're going to start to rise on horrible, horrible economic conditions. And you have to be able to understand why that's happening because the markets are always leading and watching. And look at the U.S. dollar, right? The U.S. dollar peaked three months ago at one, what, 115, 117, mm -hmm. you know, and, to, and we're now at 103. But it fell way before this whole banking crisis. Like the dollar's already we're trading the next accommodative Fed cycle already. It's already on the, and, you know, gold and silver exploded here in the last few days, early cycle commodities to a reflation cycle and the Fed going the other way. So these are all early signs that we're we're gonna we're about ready to shift the the, the gears on the trends into a you know the, the, when you talk about the La Nina to El Nino transition, or we're now going from the tightening to loosening 
transition period right now. This has begun once you get into the banking crisis. So um, it doesn't mean things have to all bottom today, but it means that we're, get, we're getting ready for most markets to, to, to bottom out here, Casey, and begin to turn up as the market. I mean, remember, we have a 2024 presidential election. The last time I checked, there isn't a person that wants to go to voters and say, you know, look, vote for me. Your economic situation is horrendous. No, they want to go say vote for me because your economic situation is so much better in 24 than it was in 23. So, you know, every politician is going to be do- putting pressure on the Federal Reserve and they're going to be doing everything they can to make to put lipstick on a pig in 2024 and make the U.S. economy look better. And that always works, Sean. You put lipstick on a pig. <laughs> every time every time no but i mean we we know this i mean everybody's gonna try to make the economy look wonderful in 24 and so you that means you got to start the process in 23 so 23 is gonna be terrible but 24 is gonna be a whole lot better and markets are gonna start anticipating that as you get into the spring and onward so it's bad cop good cop bad news good news there's still some bad news to come we still got the tail end that we still have to deal with but the good news is things asset markets should be trading better later in the year, according to the cycles that we've followed uh, and to the uh, Fed cycles and the economic cycles that we follow going you know, back 100 years in the country. This is typically how this goes. Right. Okay. I might name this podcast Lipstick on a Pig. <laughs> might be a good one. Might be a good one. So, all right, Sean, good stuff. I'm sure, I'm sure, I'm sure I'm being insensitive. Um, and, and, and I should be considering the pig's feelings a little bit uh, more than I am. And I do apologize if I offended anyone. So. Uh, I think, I think you'll be okay. <laughs> I, feel, I feel good about this one, Sean. <laughs> All right, man. Good stuff as usual, Sean. Folks want to reach out to you and get more information about what you're doing over Hackett Financial. What's the best way to do that? Our website is Hackett, H-A-C-K-E-T-T, advisors.com. Twitter page is at Faradex11. We have a LinkedIn page. Either search Sean Hackett or Hackett Financial Advisors. And you know, from time to time, we do post interviews that we do with you and others that kind of go over some of these cycles of works and things that we do to kind of keep you up to date um, and uh, on, on where we are and, and how th- this might impact the price of agriculture. Right on, man. Well, Sean, I appreciate you being on the podcast, man. Thanks, Casey. Always glad to be here. On. I'm Casey Seymour with Moving Iron Podcast. Check me out on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Moving Iron LLC. Go to LinkedIn and Moving Iron Podcast and check out the video version of this over on the YouTube channel, which is Moving Iron Podcast YouTube channel. I know it's shocking. That's very, very well thought out and very creative. So check that out over there. Go to movingironllc.com for everything Moving Iron related and get all the information for the Moving Iron Summit coming up here in Nashville, Tennessee, September 11th through the 13th. Got a good uh, speaker by the name of Sean Glass from Echelon Frank going to talk about. What's going on uh, in the uh, in the world, uh, and as well as uh, kind of leading our way through this uh, change that we see coming through uh, through the through the marketplace here. So, with that, I'm Casey Seymour. We're Sean Hackett. It's gonna be smart, folks. Out. Axon started out of a passion for keeping agriculture moving. Imagine having 100 years of tire and wheel knowledge in your back pocket the next time you sell a piece of ag equipment. To find more or become an Axon dealer, please visit axontire.com. Valley Transportation has been hauling ag and construction equipment across the country for the past 33 years. Call Parker at 800-657-4910 for all your trucking needs. At Valley Transportation, our goal is to help you reach yours. No matter how you buy your ag equipment, whether it's from a dealer, an auction, or a private party, AgDirect can help you finance it. 
You can even apply online at agdirect.com. Learn more about your financing options at agdirect.com. TractorZoom has access to over $20 billion in heavy equipment sales data. TractorZoom's Iron Comps is the industry's trusted solution for transparent equipment values and auctionable pricing insights. This podcast is brought to you by Anvil AppWorks. The Dealer Connect CRMI app with integrated inventory management is an affordable Salesforce-based solution for your dealership. Create connected customer experience and transform how you work. Moving higher in the 21st century. Hard 